It is a fabulous uh, Friday here in studio. We are joined by Connie Bebe, who is the founder of uh, Connie Transform. Now, Connie is also uh, the founder and current CEO of Bebe Group, which is a holding group that houses four companies that are highly competitive and innovative with widespread uh, clientele internationally as well as here in South Africa. Now, amongst these companies is Connie Transform. This is a brand that primarily complements women of color and is developed by the Afro-Canadian beauty and business woman herself. Now, I can say that she is a beauty because she's sitting right across from me. <laughs> so, I can say that. Connie, thank you so much uh, for joining us this evening. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> now, let's start off. Um, you know, you, you've got your own companies. You're still, you know, I, I want to say a young woman because I'm 42, so everybody's like a lot younger than me. <laughs> um, what made you decide to, to become an entrepreneur and not, not to necessarily go that kind of age-old adage of study, get a job and kind of cl- climb the corporate ladder? Um, I think I always felt that I was a know-it-all. Like, I felt <laughs> like I knew it all, and I just felt like it would be very difficult for me to work for somebody because I would be like, no, 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 that's not the way to do it. This is the way to do it. And I would eventually get fired, so I had no option. <laughs> I really didn't have an option. And, but I think what you're saying is, is so important because a lot of youngsters don't know who they are. Yeah. They, they, they're not in tune with themselves and understand what are those non-negotiables for them. Um, what would you attribute that self-knowledge to? You know, were your parents very instrumental in kind of fostering a child who was very independent? Or, or how did you gain that knowledge about self? So my parents, they were neither encouraging or discouraging. Mm-hmm. They just kind of let me do what I wanted because I was the first kid. Like when we moved from here mm-hmm. and we arrived in, you know, in the states and eventually Canada, I was the oldest of my siblings living there. So they were learning how to parent me um, in an environment that they didn't know anything about. about so yeah. they didn't know what they could do and what they couldn't do. They didn't know what they could tell me you know, like which direction to go. So they just kind of let me figure it out. So in a way, it's a good thing that they didn't push me to be like a doctor or something like that. But I also do wish they'd encouraged me a little bit more because I was really good with sports. Okay. And I've got, you know, the gift of the gab. I can't stop talking. So they kind of (laughs) encouraged me like to do something that was in that direction. Mm -hmm. Um, But nonetheless, I think I I developed a very strong sense of uh, of self because I went to a school you know, when I was, I was little, I was like 13 years old, I went to uh, a, a school that had kids from all over the world. Okay. And it became very clear that if you are not sure of who you are, you're going to get lost. Uh. Because I would be in school with kids from Jamaica, from Pakistan, from Russia. Are you kidding? Like every every single ethnicity I went to school with. So you had to figure out who you are and stick, and stick by who you who you are from a very young age. And of course, that 13-year age group, you know, they say those are the, the danger years, the 12 to 17 are the danger years when you look at, at kids in particular because of peer pressure and all the rest of that. Um, and, and did you find that, that, you know, having that strong kind of international flair also inspired how you saw the world? Absolutely, because I realized that... The, the, there's not just black people in the world. There's not just African people in the world. And even within Africans, there's so many different types of Africans. Uh, French Africans, <laughs> French black Africans are so different from English-speaking Africans and so different from Portuguese-speaking Africans in terms of how they express themselves. Um, so I learned to be tolerant. And I learned that uh, if you're even going to go into business like I am now, I need to be able to cater to a wide variety of people without necessarily losing the identity, still sticking to you know very well knowing exactly who I am and what my intention is, but at the same time being able to understand, okay, how would um, 37-year-old mother 
would use my product, you mm-hmm. know, versus a 26-year-old college student or something like that. Or, or you know what I mean? Like yes. I just have an, I, I, I'm able to look at people from different angles at all times. So let, let's pick up on that just a little bit because you are in four different regions. Um, but let's start off with, with how did it all begin, you know, because everybody always wants to know, especially a, a cosmetics brand, because yeah. it's, it's a very, very competitive market to gain entry into. Yes. How did you go about doing that? So I, I took it really easy. I think the best thing was that I was not a makeup person. Mm-hmm. I, I did makeup, like a little bit on myself, like a little bit of foundation, a little bit, like I had this one lipstick that I wore for MAC, and that was pretty much all I knew, and I would put on mascara. But I didn't know much about makeup, and I think that was a blessing, because had I known too much about makeup, I would have probably blocked myself, because okay. I would have been like, okay, well, it's not like this, it's not like that, or, or I would have been... Uh, worried that my people that I work with let's say in the beauty industry would judge me because uh, maybe I've only been doing it for a year or I've only mm. been doing it for six you know what I mean yes. so like it's like uh, ignorance, is, ignorance is bliss in that, in, in, in that um, retrospect for me anyways I felt like because I didn't know much about it everything was there to be la- learned and everything was exciting and I didn't tell myself no I just said let's try do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to try and I started small I only started with five lipsticks and and if, if you had to look at those five lipsticks and the five colors that you started with, I want to know from you, you know, did you ever look at a shade? Or, well, let's start off with, you know, because they, they first need to go to the chemistry of how it feels on your lips and how, it, you know, if it's matte or if it's gloss. I'm so proud of myself for knowing those terms. <laughs> um, so I'm going I'm to chat a little bit about that, how, how you came to the formulation um, of the product after the break. The world of soccer takes center stage this week on Playing for the Coach. SABC Sport celebrates a former teacher, player and coach and current head of technical at Mamilori Sundance, Trot Tropatoni Mulodo. His first break came in 1986 as an assistant coach to Skrima Shabalala at Mamilori Sundowns. He has written his name in the football history books as he was the first Bafana Bafana coach to defeat a European opposition after beating Sweden 1-0 in September 1999. From the new season, we still have been referred to as pitch champions. That's very, very key. Catch this week's hero, Trak Muloto, on Playing for the Coach, Sunday at half past two on SABC1. Proudly brought to you by SABC Sport. For the love of the game. Off the pitch with Lizette Khan. Um, before we went to the break, uh, we were chatting to Connie Bebe, who is the founder of Connie Transform, uh, about her makeup uh, and especially about you know lipstick in general because that's where she started off. Um, and we, I was asking her about her formulation because I, you know, I, I don't know if you maybe did study uh, chemical engineering at some point or figured out how to do the formulation. H- how did you go about doing that? So actually. I was talking to my cousin saying, you know, I've got to do something about my face because I feel like I just look the same as I did five years ago. I'm on social media and I'm seeing all these girls with their brows done and their contour done. And I'm just like, <laughs> wow, I, how are they doing it? You know, and I so really, the pressure was real. No, it really was like like social media will pressure you to oh, improve yourself. Um, so, you know, I jokingly say to my cousin, oh, I just wish there was just like one place I could go where the lipsticks I buy are for sure going to be. Complementary to my skin tone because yes. I'm a, I'm on the me- medium to dark skin side of <laughs> of the melanin of the range. Yeah. yeah, and then she jokingly goes, ah, "Why don't you start your own?" Because she well, actually just talking right before that about how I have so many different businesses and how I just can't stop myself. <laughs> she says that, and then I go, 
well, hold on a second. <laughs> That's not a bad idea, <laughs> you know. And I was like, okay. And I, I happened to, to know somebody who was in the cosmetics manufacturing industry, but more in um, skincare. Okay. And I just wrote them an email, just randomly thinking it's not going to happen. And then I said, yeah, no problem. This is our fee to formulate for you. We'll give you six samples. And uh, you can kind of, I was like, mm, it was a bit stiff, the kind of money they were mm-hmm. asking for. But I was like, you know what? What am I going to lose? lose? You know, I just won't go out for the next couple of weeks. You know, I'll save my money that way. And and that's what I did. And the third formula was perfect. And I was like, we're going into production right away. So how did you know it was perfect? What did perfect mean for you? Well, I did try other brands. Mm -hmm. So I did try uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills, which is very big. I tried Kylie Jenner's uh, lip kit. And I tried MAC. And although I loved MAC because everyone knows MAC very well, uh, unfortunately, it just dried my lips a little too much um so and then i looked at my formula i was like how could my formula be better than all these formulas mm-hmm. i've got to get it out like as soon as possible and it's just it was mostly because i knew somebody who knew somebody in that industry otherwise i don't think i would have been able to really get into it as quickly as i did but i would have eventually but not as quickly as i did so you when okay i think let me ask the question a little bit differently um when you tried the three samples and when you looked at various other brands um what did you think about your brand did it, did it last longer was it not as dry uh, you know what, what were some of the, the key elements that made you think okay this is the formulation that I'm going right. with right there was three things okay. one it was opaque which means it was full color okay so when you put it on even a lady with really dark lips you don't see the darkness, darkness. of her lips underneath ah. so it's opaque it's full coverage okay number two it was matte which means you put it on and last you a long time okay and the third thing was that it's smudge proof which means I can make out with my man and my boyfriend I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking I would have gone for girlfriend but yeah. <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> oh, you know, I could have a glass of wine and it won't come off. Yeah. And that was a big thing. I actually, oh, I remember meeting a guy. Actually, I was young. I was 21 years old. And he told me my biggest pet peeve is women would leave their lipstick stains on, uh, on wine glasses. He told me that. And it always stayed in the back of my mind. Yeah. So I was very impressionable at that age anyways. I remember also another man telling me, you should never slouch your gorgeous woman. Sit up straight. And I just remembered that. So certain things I remember, and that was one of them, was like, you know, just um, don't leave lipstick stains. On, on on your wine glass. So yeah. that's another thing that a good selling point for our lipsticks. It's smudge proof. It's long wear and it's opaque. What else do you want? <laughs> Three. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, so, so now you have the formulation, and obviously now you need to get it into production. That's the one thing. But now you also need to sell it. Uh, you know, what was the, the fastest way for you to break into the market? Because, like you said, you know, your big brands have big marketing um, budgets behind them. They've got an engine that kind of works and churns things out. Yeah. As a startup, uh, how did you get an entry to market? Very simple. I put in a production uh, of X thousand, so a few a few thousand units, five shades. Um, and I said I'll spend the first ten percent off the of the product, sending it out for free to influencers. Okay. Um, and it just so happened because we were the first, they were all excited, mm-hmm. and they were excited that it's female, that mm-hmm. it's they know who it is. I also was quite known already because from my fitness company, yes. which had already been on the market for about two years, so I already had some of these people's addresses. So mm-hmm. I, I just literally surprised them, packaged product, and just sent it to them. They got excited, you know, like the element of surprise. Yeah. Like, what is this? Oh my god, it's lipstick. Oh my god, and they putting it on social media and that's how we, we took off which we, we really didn't have a marketing budget we just sent our product and and now when you're looking at growing the brand how's your strategy changed and and you know i, I remember when i started working in, in in a company very many years ago we were like 
what, a couple of hundred. And in the time that we grew there, we grew to th- over thousands of people that were working for a, for a company. And it was interesting to see how red tape kind of developed, how mm-hmm. it became more bureaucratic and mm-hmm. more structured because you had more people mm-hmm. to take account of. Yep. How have you found that your business has changed as you've grown? The biggest change has been more so influencers definitely wanting to be compensated for their for you know and which is I think is totally fair Mm -hmm. Um, I think if I'm making money and the people that are helping me make money can also make money it's absolutely fair Um, I haven't really experienced any like severe like okay now we really got to change our protocol nothing really big has happened because we've grown so steadily okay so it's been more of an organic growth over the period and also because we are online so we totally control everything about our brand whereas if we were in stores Mm. Um, so and so can come up and say, just so you know, as of August the 17th, this ingredient is no longer allowed in products in South Africa or something like that, which happened actually with one of my first companies. I had a company called Smile Pella, which was a home teeth whitening kit. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was exactly as effective as going to the dentist, but less than, like, it was like a fifth of the price. And after about nine months of running that company, a law was passed that you can no longer buy teeth whitening products um, other than uh, from a dentist because yes. it was cutting off a, lo- a big profit for a lot of dentists. Uh, so, yeah, like nothing has happened like that. But with that said, we are a vegan-made product, so all, all our products are very safe, so I really don't see it happening. And happen no like, animal testing or no anything No animal like testing, vegan, cruelty-free, exactly, yeah. Now, uh, obviously, you know, we, we like to, to basically look at homegrown um, products here on the show and, and how, how it helps to grow the market in South Africa. Um, your products are not produced locally so we're not currently produced locally but we are working with a manufacturer right now who is mm-hmm. going through trying to duplicate our formula as it is okay because as much as it is proprietary in terms of the farm the pharmacist made it i mean sorry that um the, the chemist made our formula for us mm-hmm. part of my agreement with the original chemist was that they would not duplicate it for another company at the same time they wouldn't give us exactly the full ingredient list okay um because i didn't pay for that i was i was young and i didn't have a lot of money mm-hmm. so now i'm working with a local manufacturer who's working on duplicating our formula so that it remains the same and we're hoping in the next within the next year we can start manufacturing um, most of our cosmetics here but some of them are currently being manufactured in Italy um, one in in China and uh, one in the US and our lashes in in Malaysia now of course it might not be produced locally and you guys do sell online but you also have um, you know, I'm, 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 assuming, distributors. I'm assuming that it's mostly women. I'm, I'm yes. not sure, but I mean, mostly women distributors. Yes. So you are creating jobs in, from an entrepreneurial perspective about in that way. Tell me a little bit more. My proudest thing about Connie Transform, other than the fact that I get to play with makeup every day, <laughs> is literally the 40 plus women. I think almost 50 women right now will supplement their income through this brand. Okay. It serves beyond me. Like, it's, it's amazing for me, honestly. But for the women that are able to put their kids through school, buying a car, like, it's stuff for for other people but for them it's making a big difference oh, in yes. their confidence and the sense of worth and even they're learning how to be go-getters or how le- learning how to talk to strangers so, so you know it's just a, it's a lot it's done it's doing a lot for beyond me it's serving a lot of women while also giving a lot of women who buy our products confidence that with that we're like oh I never thought red would ever look good on me but they feel confident to, to try it and they're like wow I feel real sick you know what I mean? <laughs> they feel really good about themselves, themselves. yeah so yeah in terms of um how we affect the economy, I think we've done a really good job because we've also paved the way for a lot of other smaller brands mm-hmm. to come onto the market, and some of them are producing locally. 
So what is the vision next for Connie Transform? How is Connie going to transform? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is we are we have a collaboration coming up with a very big celebrity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's not me. It's just <laughs> some people. Well, <laughs> anything can happen if you could stop wearing that Vaseline and pick up a Connie Transform lipstick. <laughs> I'm like, so yeah, no. So we've got that coming up, and I think that's going to be big for us. We want to do a couple more expos uh, this year here as well as abroad. And um, adding more products, yeah, and maybe even more distributors. We might be going into into retail. I'm not sure. I really have to be conscious as to how that affects my girls. You know, my the, our ladies that work with us. Yes. If it affects them, uh, then I might hold back at the same time because I don't just want it to be a business that pro- benefits me if it's not benefiting other women. Because if we cut them off and we we go full retail, then it really kind of un- it undoes some of the work, work that we've done. done. Yeah. Exactly. So where can people, uh, besides you know your your distributors, where can people go um, in order to gain you know the the product and to learn more about it? So we have really really fast shipping, literally two days on average. If you're in the Hotang area, even in Durban, you'll mm-hmm. get your product within two days. If you're in the outskirts, allow maybe an extra twenty four hours. You know, um, our website is www. ConnieTransform.com, so that's C-O-N-N-I-E Transform.com, and as well, and we're all over social media, Instagram under the same thing, Facebook mm. under the same thing. We're also on Take a Lot, which makes it really easy, easy. for a lot of yes. people. Yeah, so you can always shop on Take a Lot as well.